Welcome back to another episode of And Then There Were Two. I'm Kenny, as always, your host, and I'm here with Sarah. Hello, again. how's everyone doing? Oh, man. One of those days, man. It's, it's a great day today, bro. <laughs> basketball is back. The TL was slandering Kyle Kuzma last night, so basketball is officially back. It's about back. time. We're it here. is about time. Oh, my God. <laughs> man, they, um, they started doing the scrimmages, like, two days ago, so... You know, it's not it's not officially like official going against the records and things of that nature, but it, it was good and it was refreshing to see basketball on the on the, on the timeline as well as just actually watching it because you know we haven't had sports since or basketball in, in specific mm-hmm. since March, so it was kind of refreshing to see that and just to see everybody play and you know just to get that feel that you know what I'm saying we're here and it's not everything is not about <laughs> absolutely. End. I definitely feel that it. <laughs> Seeing basketball on the timeline, as you said, you know, Twitter's been going crazy. I seen uh, Ben Simmons to the three earlier today. So it's just been, it's been really good to see <laughs> again, man. You know, <laughs> they've been making memes again. You see uh, burner pages that came out of hiding ever since quarantine. They came back. So mm-hmm. it's wonderful, man. It's a wonderful time. It's lit. It's lit. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm ready for the official basketball, like the 30. I think it's the 30th when they go back to playing, like for mm-hmm. the records and stuff like that. I'm ready for that to start because, you know, obviously the scrimmages are somewhat intense because they're they're competitors. They're not going to compete for no reason and just, like, not care about it. So it's somewhat intense. But when they really get the plan and it's like, you know, teams like the Pelicans and who's the other eighth place? Like the Mavs uh, or something Memphis, like that. Memphis. When yeah, when the Pelicans and Memphis and when they're playing for that last spot, that's going to be – that's going to be some interesting basketball. And then to actually be able to hear them in the heat of battle, like you could somewhat hear them uh, during the scrimmages. Like we heard Carmelo yell his trade patent trademark <laughs> after he got the rebound. We heard that one. I'm not going to repeat it. But, you know, we heard that one loud and clear. But as far as like being able to actually like hear the emotion and just what they say, it's almost like sitting courtside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that and that's. That's that's gonna be fun, man. It is. It's gonna be. Fun. I wish they had two different like live streams when they were recording the or broadcast i should say one of with yeah. the commentators if you want to hear them and one with just straight gameplay like you're right there with them i think that would be something that yeah. you know a lot of a lot of the players will lose sponsorships because of what they what they're gonna be saying <laughs> on the court but listen yeah. for the fans that would be something that will be out of this world and i think that one day you know one day it probably won't be anytime soon because of again the sponsorships and everything but one day i'm hoping we're gonna find some candid um, just some normal, you know, broadcast gameplay of in this pure intensity, and I just can't wait for that day. <laughs> hey man, you go ahead and go pitch that to Adam Silver, man. <laughs> hit him, hit him in the DM. Say, hey, look, you know, take it to HBO, make it a little uncensored special. It, it would be amazing. I'm telling you, they're gonna get a lot of ratings off of that because I know a lot of people that are interested in it. Not just uh, people, some people in my circle, but like. People all over Twitter, you know, the different entertainment heads, Stephen A. Smith. I know all of them will want to hear that as well. Yeah, man. And then the only thing they would be missing if they were to do that would be Draymond Green. You add Draymond Green to this mix. (laughs) (laughs) And that is just, that's, 
that's top notch television right there, man. And that, this is one of the situations where I wish Kevin Garnett was still playing. Because could you imagine oh him God. and Draymond Green on the same court and just hearing them? <laughs> Yo. Oh my! You can hear Kevin Garnett with the fans, bro. So <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want to talk about some top-notch TV, bro? But um, yeah, about the the bubble and it, it seems to be holding up pretty well as far as like uh the testing protocols and keeping everybody safe. But there have been certain players who have left and they have the abs- absences excused. Um, one of which being Lou Williams, he left and I don't know if you saw it, but it was like somebody I, I can't remember who it was. It's like a YouTuber or something, but they took a picture and they were with Lou Will, mm-hmm. and it, they appeared to be in a club, and, <laughs> and they were, um, you know, having a drink or whatever. And he posted something, and he was like, "It was deleted like maybe a minute <laughs> after," but it was kind of like he snitched on Lou Will without knowing that he snitched on mm-hmm. Lou Will, and you knew it was recent because he, he had Lou Will had the um the special NBA uh. The, the mask that they have the, with the NBA logo printed yeah. all over them. So it was recent. You knew it was recent. It's just kind of like, you know, if dudes are leaving the uh, the bubble to go party, then we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be here long. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it turned out to be Lou Will just uh, going to pay his respects to somebody that passed, that had passed. And, you know, he just happened to kind of stop for a night out with somebody, I guess. So, I mean, I you, you can – Excuse that. Yeah, but. yeah, you know, yeah. Apparently his grandfather had passed away and he was stopping by that funeral. Right. And he actually put out a tweet and he said that, uh, he said, and I quote, ask any of my teammates what's my favorite restaurant in Atlanta is. Ain't nobody partying. Chill out. Hashtag mask on. Hashtag in and out. So he's over here denying the claims. However, you know, the celebrity or the YouTuber that had posted with him, you know, he does make a compelling case that he was actually... He was actually out, <laughs> out and about. So, I'm saying, man, know, maybe, talking about maybe talking about boy, you. Know, maybe the PR team put it out. You know that tweet for Lou Will. So, who knows, man? It's just <laughs> who knows. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see like what this the July 30th and what the actual season brings. Um, so far, they've been doing pretty good. So. I'm looking forward to it. And then another thing that that's come out of this bubble that's been really, really, you know what I'm saying, entertaining and, you know, top-notch, like, entertainment is just the the vlogs mm-hmm. they put out, like, the NBA players, like, Batista Buell puts out a vlog. Um, JaVel McGee is actually a really interesting person. <laughs> I didn't realize this. Really? I thought he was just goofy. Really? You didn't yeah, realize dude. this? I thought he was just, like, a goofy guy that was just, like, you know, had two left feet, but <laughs> was seven feet tall, but no, he's actually a really interesting guy, man. And this, it, it's it's good to watch those vlogs and see how they interact with mm-hmm. each other. You know, yeah. As you said before, you know, they're just like normal people, just like us. You know, the locker rooms in our colleges. You know, they just they're just regular people. They just millionaires, six feet, seven feet tall, and they can play basketball. So, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I know you're um, you're a Lakers fan. I'm a Braun fan, but. Finals predictions. Who do you see going to the finals? What do you see happening in this bubble? And do you think the winner uh, of these finals that are happening in this current climate will be credited, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the way they should mm-hmm. be? Or do you think it'll be called the Mickey Mouse ring? Or <laughs> Mickey Mouse ring. Something like that, um, you know? I think I'm going to go with a boring prediction, you know, because, again, like you said, I'm a Lakers fan, and I have complete faith in LeBron and 
and the tandem of what they're going to do. So the what, what I think is going to happen is going to be Lakers, Bucks, finals. You know, that's what many of the predictions are. And I'm pretty, I'm confident that the Lakers will win that series in six. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think, of course, the Lakers will be in the finals, of course. But I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Toronto's going to go Toronto. back. Toronto? Yes, because here's my thinking with Toronto going back. Okay, they, they obviously they've got the chemistry. They really just lost Kawhi. That's a, but, that's a big loss. And, and, and Danny Green. <laughs> but, I mean, they've got, they've got the chemistry. After all, it, well, I can't say it is the East because the Bucks are really, really mm-hmm. good. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just think that it's the perfect storm. They, they were starting to get hot right before this whole break happened, and you know, I think it's kind of the perfect storm brewing. But Lakers, regardless of who goes from the East, Lakers and six. Lakers and six. Brian's getting his fourth. Hey, but so. listen, listen. So this is where I have to bring up the argument. You know, my sleeper pick. You know, if the Lakers were to not win it, my sleeper pick would definitely have to be Houston Rockets. But hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. All hear right. Me out. All hear right. Me out. All right. Hear me out. Usually, I'm, I'm usually right. What they say is that James Harden folds in the playoffs, right? He ha- he hasn't. Okay, that's 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 beyond a, a lie. Okay, the man averages thirty five against Golden State every year in the playoffs, but beyond that's beyond the point. They say he folds in the playoffs, him and Russell Westbrook, because they're tired from all the, the strain of carrying their teams through the regular season, right? Man, who made no, this? No, nobody <laughs> made this. I'm telling you, you see pundits on Twitter say this all the time. But hear me out. Hear me out, right? With the NF- NBA okay. restarting. With the NBA restarting, they had what a three, three, four month break to rest their legs, you know, do whatever they needed to do to get right back on track. And right now, they have an opportunity to really play what, what is it like 10 regular season games and then go right to the playoffs. So they were completely refreshed, you know, compared to what they usually mm-hmm. feel after what 82 games, Russell Westbrook drop, dropping a triple double every game. So you know, he's tired. But this year, mm-hmm. with that, with James Harden, Russell Westbrook West, uh, rested. They picked up Robert Covington, PJ Tucker, uh, Luol, not not Luol, but um, dude from the Clippers. I forgot I forgot his name. He was a defender, but they picked up a lot of defensive talent over the past year. And I think, hey, listen, with that small ball lineup, I think they're gonna surprise some people. So if the Lakers don't win, they're gonna come out the West. I'm highly confident that it's gonna be Houston is the one that's upset them, upsetting them. Now you're saying that they're gonna surprise people, and I definitely one of those people that were surprised. Like I, I honestly just can't see it. Now let me play devil's advocate here. Uh, when you're saying that they are, uh, people say that they're tired from carrying the squad, or that, that uh, I, I ain't with all that. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I, <laughs> I, I do think that um, James Harden is a choker, and you know, what I'm saying the playoffs and when it matters. Um, that that's been proven has, here and here out. That's the problem. He listen. He drops thirty five and whatever, but it ultimately ends in a loss. You know, like we, we can we can go back to we can go back to that series where Bron literally had nobody on his team, led every category in everything throughout the finals. And I mean, ultimately they lost, but like nobody really remembers that he led every category because they lost. And I'm, you know, what I'm saying, obviously I remember. It. I'm a Bron fan, you know. I, I bring up this case whenever we argue about this kind of stuff. But you know, what I'm saying, at the end of the day, you have to win. You have to at least get. Okay, there. I don't. And James Harden has not got there. I understand that he hasn't gotten there because he's faced the team that has beat Bron three out of the four times he made it to the finals. 
Every imagine yeah. every year you come up with against the the freaking Golden State Warriors. You they put up a tweet or they on Twitter they pulled up a whole bunch of screenshots. Every single year, Daryl Morey, the GM for the Houston Rockets, has had to congratulate the uh, Golden State Warriors for surpassing them and making it to the finals. So that's who James Harden had to go up against. <laughs> James Harden is David, and the Golden State was Goliath basically. All all these years he's been terrorizing them, but this year he doesn't have that major threat. Okay, you know. He's he's got Kawhi Leonard Kawhi and one Leonard, Los Angeles, P- PG, and he's got LeBron, LeBron James, AD. But that's not that's not Golden State, all right. That's not Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, KD, and Draymond. That's not them, all right. So with this opportunity, with his rested legs, and I told you he was dropping thirty five a game against Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, thirty five a game. He couldn't do any more than he already did, you know. So. With this opportunity this year, I definitely think this is the best chance for him to win a ring. Him and Russell Westbrook winning a ring this year would be astronomical, and I think it's possible. I really do. Man, we're going to have to see. Um, I, I personally am just not a believer. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll see about it. So um, just recently uh, today, today is the 24th of July, and um, – the NFL restarted been kind of a hot topic for the entirety of the summer, really. They were um, pretty much the entire focus when the quarantine happened because, you know, they had the draft going and it was, you could do that virtually. Like they could get away with not being a person for that. So that was kind of like the only focus that people had. And then it was always the thought that, you know, we're going through the worst of it or we were going through the worst of it. We thought in March, we're still kind of going through the worst of it, mm-hmm. but there, there was the assumption was that we were going through the worst of it in March and, Ultimately, we get better later in the year, you know, once it became time to play football. Um, however, that's not the case. It's kind of maintained, you know, a steady effect. And one of the biggest hurdles for the NFL has been kind of figuring out how to return back to play safely. Mm-hmm. Um, other leagues like the, the NHL and the NBA have these bubble formats, but uh, <clears throat> simply based on the fact that the NFL requires so many people to be on one team alone and one side of the field alone, the bubble format would be kind of impossible unless you kind of bubbled off a whole entire state, really. Like, that <laughs> would, you know, it's just kind of impossible to do. But um, like I said, today, they uh, there was an NFL, NFLPA um, agreement on the um, the CBA. And, you know, I, I'm not going to go through every little detail about that's that's in it. But ultimately, they will be playing this year as of right now, unless like something drastic happens. Um, veterans are set slated to uh, report to camp July 28th. I think rookies might already be there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they might already be there. But, uh, you know, along with what's going on with this, they, you know, ironed out some things about the salary cap and whatnot for mm-hmm. uh, this current year and then the next year. So uh, my question to you would basically be, do you see this succeeding at all remotely? Ah, uh, that's that's something, you know, I want it to succeed. Like I'm very optimistic. I think, you know, people we need sports back, you know? We need sports yeah. back. But COVID-19 is not something to play around with, you know. At the end of the day, people's lives, people's health is the most important thing that matters. So, personally, I want it to succeed. However, I just don't think, you know, if if it comes out that 
a large group of people, like let's say after a football game, like a Monday night football game or something, let's say 10 people uh, from both teams are have the virus, you know, and they have to quarantine and things, you know. I feel like that will force basically the NFL's hand into what they should do next. You know, do you suspend the season? Do you let those star players um, into quarantine and wait for their 14 days to come back out? How many people did they infect, you know? So right. I just think it's not – I just don't know how it's going to work effectively. I want it to work, but I don't think it will. What about you? Um, yeah, I would love for it to work. Um, like you said, sports are vital to a lot of people's, you know, well-being. Like, well, I won't say well-being, but a lot of people just, you know, kind of feed off what sports has. Like, sports has a huge impact on a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say in short. And, you know, the NFL would definitely be something that could take our, you know, ease our minds about, like, you know, what's going on. And, you know, it's kind of like an escape, something to get away. But by the same token, like you said, they got to keep the players safe. And that's a really, really hard thing to do. Um, <clears throat> I'll say about, like, if the star players were to end up uh, contracting the virus and, doing that I, I personally don't think it will force the nfl's hand although it should the nfl is not like the nba they're not really <laughs> ahead of the curve when it comes to these things yeah so i don't feel like it would force their hand but i do feel like it would definitely come with some repercussions i don't know if you're familiar with the history of like um what the nfl did one time when they uh, went on strike and they basically were hiring people to just to play the show yeah. up to the stadiums you, like they had Mm-hmm. You, you, you're hip to that. They had PE teachers coming out. Though it, it was it was a mess. This was like before our time, but you know, yeah, in the late '80s, right? But this happened. <laughs> so, I, with the NFL, anything is possible, really. Um, I'm hoping that it restarts because I really want to see what Cam Newton's gonna do. I mean, we'll talk about that later in the um, in the show. But I, I, I just it's so much happening and so much movement that happened within the league this year. I just. I'm anxious to see it if it can happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, ultimately, if it's not safe for the players to do, then you can't really, you know, put people at risk like that. People have families at the end of the day, and nobody really wants to lose anybody to this disease. So, yeah. And uh, while I do, I can see where you're coming from with the strike sentiment. However, that was a completely like different situation. You know, they could be yeah. replaced because of the money, right? However, right. you can't replace people in this situation simply because it's a virus. You know, anybody can get it. So yeah. if you replace those star players who got infected, what says those replacement players don't get infected as well? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with you with that. But I'm just saying it's the NFL, man. You never know. <laughs> that, is, that is also true. That is also true. I can't. So I like the one thing that they did was get rid of the preseason, you know, I I think it sucks for the new players, you know, the rookies, the undrafted free agents. But right. I definitely think it was a necessary change, you know, allow the athletes and uh, the football players to have the least amount of risks as possible. So right, and I, I I personally I hope that that is this no preseason uh, thing kind of holds on and overlaps into the fo- or coming seasons because that's been, that's one of the things that the players of and specifically the veterans have been kind of fighting to get rid of mm-hmm. as far as, you know, what's in the NFL because the, the, and it's really strange because these games that are preseason games that are, they're really important to, like you said, the undrafted free agents, the rookies, you know, the guys just trying to make the squad. They're very critical to them, but that other 50% of the roster that's, you know, vets, like 
let, let's be real. Ben Roethlisberger has no reason to play a preseason <laughs> game. Like, he's got no business. Same thing would happen. This is how Cam got hurt last year. Cam Newton had no reason to play a preseason game. So, you know, it's just kind of like an extra added, you know, risk of injury for mm-hmm. no apparent reason for veterans. But at the same time, it's it's vital to rookies. So, it's kind of like, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. You know, where do you go with it? But, um, yeah, personally, I'm just kind of – I'm excited to see how this pans out. I really am. Me too. Me too. Staying with the NFL, um, one of the more prevalent stories in the uh, media these past couple weeks, the um, previously, well, there's still kind of a Washington football te- football team uh, name to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> they they came out with a name, but it's not really a name. It's kind of like great value. <laughs> Uh, football team it's really weird bro like you would expect them to come out with like they have so many options red tails is on the table um i even heard red wolves with as egregious as that sounds it was on the table it was <laughs> but it's it's kind of like i, I mean I, I get it from a, a name standpoint a pr standpoint of like it takes a lot to a branding standpoint it takes a lot to you know get the logos off of things and rename stuff and like that you can't do that within a matter of days or a month really but to just name your team the Washington football team (laughs) how lazy (laughs) like I want to know what the thought process was that went into that and said you know what we could do red tails we could just really put we could you 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 could have named them something like the red tails and just kind of kept Washington football on everything until you actually got like you know, the naming, or mm-hmm. not naming rights approved, but got, like, the logos printed and everything put onto um, businesses. and uh, you, Until you had the business side ironed out of it, you could have at least had the name out. But yeah. you decided to come out with Washington football team. Um, <laughs> I, I want to know your thoughts on that and just... Just why, man? Why? Listen, listen. <laughs> listen. When I woke up that morning, and I saw them put out a tweet. They, they, their tweet said it begins here. And it was a yellow logo with burgundy uh, words that said Washington football team. I bursted <laughs> out laughing. I could not believe in the year of 2020 with all this creativity and everything going on that they came out with the name Washington football team. Oh my! And I wasn't the only one who felt that way. Everybody in the world felt the exact <laughs> same way. LeBron James put out a tweet saying, "Oh man, they had a thorough, intense, long board meeting about that one, huh?" That's what I'm saying, man. It's just like when I saw it. The first thing I did is I go to school in Virginia, and that is Redskins country. Mm. They are diehard fans, and no matter how mediocre they've been since they were born. <laughs> <laughs> they continue to support this team. So the first thing I did when I saw was Washington football team. I hit him up and I was like, "Hey, how do you feel about being a um, Washington football team fan?" <laughs> like, just imagine somebody coming to you. Hey, man, what's your favorite NFL team? Um, Washington football team. Like the, the, the football team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you can't even give them like a real name, man. Like that. That is just terrible. 
It's yeah. terrible. It just that that reminds me of like when we were kids and we're doing projects and stuff, and like nobody not really knows what to name the group until like <laughs> the very end when you have to like go and present. So you just came up with like a random team name, like. <laughs> Even those things that we came up with then were better than the Washington football team. Way better than this. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, because I heard, I read somewhere that they had been fighting for the rights to these names. Basically, everything that was on their board or whatever for the name, name usage was basically taken by some some guy who had just held it up in a legal battle or something. So, you know, they needed some time, a, a temporary name of the sorts to just get them through the season. But football team? Yeah, man. That's just, of all temporary names, football team? I'm saying, man. It's just... If anything, you could have announced that you were trying to get rid of... Well, nah, they started like pulling stuff with the Redskins, so you couldn't really have kept that any longer. Yeah. But it's just... Man. And it, <laughs> by the way, gotta hand it to the guy that, um, you know, patented these names and stuff. It's pretty savvy. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's a pretty savvy move. Indeed. And he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of money, you know, if they choose one of those names, of course. It's gonna get a check. It's inevitable because I'm pretty anybody that, you know, he was obviously smart enough to patent these names, but anybody smart enough to do that probably didn't just patent the red tails. He's probably got hundred and forty names patented. <laughs> so <laughs> he's probably getting a check regardless, whoever this mystery man is. He's probably set, you know. Yep. But um yeah, but could you imagine? Could you imagine like if other places just start naming themselves after what they're a part of? I seen Zaxby's put out a tweet where they said, "Uh, welcome our new name," and they called themselves Chicken Place. <laughs> so, <laughs> could you imagine if every store did that? <laughs> bro, that would be <laughs> that would be gold, bro. That would be so golden. <laughs> like, oh my god, man! Imagine the. <laughs> Oh man, just, like Ma- Macy's. Well, no, they already called the department store. That was kind of <laughs> bad joke. <laughs> it's a bad joke, but I, I get what you're saying, though, bro. Yeah. Like it's just man. Like imagine Shell just being called gas station. Like it, it's just <laughs> it's mind boggling that this this was put out. Like I couldn't believe it. They wanted but, to be. They wanted to be a punchline. I tell you that. They really did, but at the end of the day, man, it's just in, in this name. It's just that's just so Washington. It is something that they would do even if they were still the Redskins. It's just so Washington, man. Like, it's just... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I I thought the Carolina Panthers were, I'm, I'm not going to call them a poverty franchise, but I thought we were one of the more poorly ran franchises in this league. Washington has us beat by light years. I, I do agree with that. <laughs> like, this is this is just why, man. <laughs> why? And we made a joke. We made a, I made a joke last podcast. It was a horrible joke, but I, I was talking about their name could have been Washington X, you know, until they found a new name or something. I, I didn't expect them to come out with Washington football team. You know, I think Washington, <laughs> I think Washington S would have sounded a lot better. It wouldn't have been <laughs> that bad, bro. <laughs> Looking back, like, Jesus. Oh, but they should, hey, they should hire me onto that board. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You, you came up with the NBA idea with Adam Silver. <laughs> Go ahead and hit Dan Snyder up, too. Might as well. <laughs> Before he sells the team, of course. Tell him to sell it to you. We probably could run it better. <laughs> no cap. Get us a little a little group together, you know what I'm saying? On some 
Exactly. On a Maverick, on a Maverick Carter and LeBron type tip to run this team. Hey, listen, listen. I got twenty dollars, man. You know, how much you think that's gonna buy? <laughs> I got forty. <laughs> Get a couple of jerseys. <laughs> yeah, let me grab a Virgil too while I'm at it. A little fifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um, staying on the uh, NFL subject, like we've been for the past uh, couple of minutes, um, Antonio Brown decided to retire. Again, uh, apparently he did this once, um, came back, and then started playing for the Raiders. That was after his first retirement. Had his stint with the Raiders. The Patriots got into a share of legal troubles, uh, bounced out of the league, and, you know, he's kind of still job searching at the moment. I don't think he's fully re- – matter of fact, I know for a fact he's not fully retired because if we were to get a job offer, he'd take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but <clears> – <throat> He he decided to retire. He put out a series of cryptic tweets. Um, and, you know, they were just kind of like the, the NFL world. So it is that he retired and he was just kind of, like, you know, stepping away. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what he said. But mm-hmm. he, um, this was like yesterday. He, he recently went on Instagram and, you know, made this whole post of, about like the NFL and his uh, investigation. Because, like I said, he got into legal troubles with, uh, you know, some, some issues and the NFL uh, started one of their, <laughs> one of their world famous private investigations, which they never go well, <laughs> but they had started one of those and, you know, it's kind of been taken forever. And it, with the NFL, it's one of those things that like, if you're active in the league, the investigation will be uh, concluded way faster than it would be if you're out of the league. Like if you're out of the league, they really just not are touching it. But, you know, when you start to gain interest, it's kind of like, all right, bet we'll, you know, you're getting a little interest. Let me come back and what about them cases you had? Like, let's talk mm-hmm. about those. So, AB kind of like, you know, reached the breaking point and said basically that they need to hurry up and let him know what's going on, which I I do agree with Antonio Brown in that sentiment, which, you know what I'm saying? I think that they definitely should kind of speed this up and be mm-hmm. transparent as to what's going on. You know, at the end of the day, Antonio Brown has done a, a plethora of wrongs for sure. <laughs> There's no denying that, but, you know, given the chance to be on the field, he's still, in my opinion, the best receiver to play right now, Um, given the chance to be on the field. But he just hasn't had that opportunity to be on the field. And that's all because of him. Yeah, Right. It's all because of him, for sure. But, you know, the NFL is not making it any better. I agree. But um, how do you feel about, you know, that whole situation? Honestly, honestly, at first, you know, I did feel some sympathy. You know, I was all supportive of AB, you know, a fellow, a fellow black athlete um, in the NFL. But, you know, it just got to a point where it was just very, very hard to support him. You know, he just kept yeah. going every he just kept going downhill. You know, it was like a snowball falling down a mountain, uh, basically starting an avalanche. You know, it all started out when he got his $30 million contract, $30 million guarantee contract completely taken away from him because of him. What, what did he do? He cursed out the GM of the Raiders? Yeah, he cursed <laughs> the GM out for whatever reason. This was this goes back to when he was arguing about that helmet situation, which yes. that's just stupid. Just pick another helmet, bro. It, and just pick another helmet. It's, it's crazy to me how this man was on top of the world literally just two years ago, number one receiver, almost unanimous. And now he's not. He's not even talked about anymore. You know, ba- barely anybody talked about this retirement letter again. And a lot of people are coming down to the conclusion that he might have some sort of mental illness due to all the hits and concussions that he's faced while in the NFL. 
And that could be a reasonable conclusion, honestly. However, I don't think it justifies everything that he's doing right now or everything that he's going through, I should say. I definitely agree with that. It doesn't justify it, but um, I would definitely, you know, from my uh, standpoint, my view of things, I think the people that are around him are kind of doing him a disservice. I think that he should have been getting some help, you know, with this or whatever, you know, so whatever he's going through, whatever mm-hmm. demons that he's fighting, he should have been getting some help for this years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, these aren't things that just popped up two years ago. You know, these things have probably been going on since, you know, four or five. Who who knows when? These things probably went on for a while. So mm-hmm. I think that the people around him probably, not probably, there's no, they had to realize these things before they actually got like big enough to the point where they're like detrimental to his career. Yeah. And, you know, I think they should have, gotten some help but at the end of the day it is on him it yeah. is his life so you know it's just kind of like i don't know i, I wish him well I, I was definitely an antonio brown well i'm not gonna say supporter but i was definitely you know i wanted to see him do well and i still want to see him do well but i just think at the end of the day he needs that help he's got to get that help i completely agree i completely agree and like you said you know he's a grown man at the end of the day it's his life so it's right. up to him at the at the end Right, but um, we'll stay on the uh, topic of individual NFL players, and we'll go ahead and speak on Cam Newton. Now, we spoke on him earlier in the podcast. Just, um, It was brief. I, you know what I'm saying? I voiced my excitement to see what he would do this season, and I, I'm thoroughly excited to see what he's going to do. You know, Cam has always been the player that's you've never really had to motivate him. He's always been the bright ball in the room that comes in and can literally drag a team of nobodies inspire them <laughs> and take them to the promised land. He did mm-hmm. it in college. He did it in the NFL. So, you know, it, he's not really one of those people that has to like find extra motivation, but it ticked off cam. It's something that I don't think we've seen throughout his playing career. And I'm anxious to see how it goes, man. I, I know he arrived in um, Massachusetts, you know, just to, get to training camp and all that kind of stuff. And obviously training camp starts soon, but he, he was at the airport and there's this video of him out and he's, you know, getting his bags and his luggage and stuff. And somebody with the, the Boston, the, um, the news station there is, you know, trying to interview him and ask some questions. And, um, you know, normally I'm not going to say cam. Cause like, I don't really, you know, I don't think he's ever been put in that position to answer questions at an airport. But mm-hmm. normally, athletes, when they're asked questions at an airport, you know, they'll say a couple of things that are, like, you know, nice about, like, I'm excited. And then, you know, they'll answer a couple of questions. Man, Cam was just focused. business. Straight business. <laughs> business. He said, I'm excited. I'm ready. And go, Pat. I think he said all of maybe 15 words, sir. And she was like, you know, when are you going to start talking again? And he was just like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I feel it, man. Like, I, <laughs> I, I feel it. Uh, listen, I'm ready to see it, man. Because a healthy Cam Newton with one of the greatest offensive, co- not offensive, greatest, coach, greatest coaching minds ever in all facets of the game. You put that together, that is a recipe for disaster, man. Disaster? Disaster? Like, in, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Cam Newton on the Patriots. When the news came out, I was excited because that's where I wanted him to go. You know, after Carolina did him so dirty, as we all know, oh just completely threw him away like he was not a Panther legend. 
and basically pissed on his legacy. Uh, again, poverty franchise. But <laughs> continue. Uh, him with Bill Belichick and Julian Edelman in the slot. I just think I'm, I'm predicting his numbers right now. So, you know, 68% completion percentage, around 4,000 yards, 3,500 yards. Mm-hmm. I say 800 yards rushing, 30 touchdowns. I can just see Talk it right him. now. He's going to go insane. Listen, he's going to take the NFL by storm. And it's crazy. It's crazy seeing how the sentiment has completely changed from when he was on the Panthers to now when he's on the Patriots. Back when he was on the Panthers, everybody in the media media was basically disrespecting him, talking about how he was inaccurate and all all things like that. However, as we all, we both know, you know, in the last two years, these last past two years, with a new offensive coordinator, he's been able to throw over 65% both years. So it wasn't him. It was the coaching and the scheme. You are preaching to the choir. <laughs> so, you are preaching to the choir. Listen, with him and Coach Belichick, I can see a Super Bowl right now. I'm sorry. I can see it right now. Man, I, I can too. Probably uh, there's a season, like you said. <laughs> they're, they're, going, they're going to the bowl. It's going to happen. They got to get past Mahomes, but they can do it, bro. I, I believe <laughs> they, so too. They, they can do it, and I, I think that I, I definitely agree with you that the um, the media's um, you know narrative that basically he was inaccurate and he couldn't throw, which is it's far from the truth. I mean, if you actually sat and watched Cam play, you'd realize that some of the play calls weren't the best play calls in the world, and that he was put in impossible situations, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, players and stuff like that. I, I always go back to um, it was when we played we played the, and I say we is the Panthers because me and Sarah from the Panthers fans for uh you listeners that didn't know but it was when we played the Saints in that um 2017 that playoff, playoff I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about Brenton Burson <laughs> oh my god Brenton Burson something Clay I forget his first Kaylin name Clay. Kaylin Clay <laughs> it, it was that it was literally like the game winning pass it was a layup you couldn't have put that ball in any better position Outside, only Kalen Clay could get it right over the defender. Inbounds, toe drag, and in Kalen Clay drops basket. it in the bread baskets. Oh, and it's just like he—he he, he, he needed help. And I, I hate to say that it's like this is happening to Deshaun Watson as we speak. Mm-hmm. It's eerily similar, but it's kind of like you get a fr- as a franchise, you get blessed with this. You know what I'm saying? This generational talent that can carry teams. And you don't surround him with any help. And then you try to flip the narrative as if he was the one that couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. No, you spent less than $11 million on receivers his whole nine-year tenure. And then as soon as he leaves, you sign a receiver for 11 not 11 How much do we sign um, Anderson for? Anderson? I'm pretty sure it was 11 a year. We signed Anderson for basically more money than we had spent on any receiver throughout Cam's uh, nine-year tenure for agency. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he, he got no help. And, I mean, it's just they kind of left him for dead. But, like you said, the media narrative is completely flipped and did a 180. All of a sudden, he's like the golden child, and everybody can't wait to see what he's doing. It's just kind of <laughs> like, I don't know. It's crazy. I, 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 go ahead. It's crazy to see the fake love that's going around right now, you know. But, right, man. hey, I'm glad, I'm glad they're supporting now. That's all I can say. I'm glad they're supporting now. And I really cannot wait to see him – make all the critics eat their words. I've, I've, I've gone on Facebook so many days, you know, so many times just to see what the people are saying there. And they've just been slandering Cam Newton in that comment section. Oh, my God. Straight you slandering go, him. 
You go on Facebook? Hey, you know, you know, you know, you got a professional life here and there. You got to go on Facebook for with your parents, you know, other mm-hmm. things of the sort. But you yeah, we really, we, my bad, we really are getting old. <laughs> <laughs> we really are getting like I, I sat here talking about this with a friend today, bro. I was like, man. I feel old, and we really are getting old. That just kind of added to it, bro. But <laughs> it really nah, is crazy. Go ahead, and we gonna have a, we gonna have to have a LinkedIn profile soon too. <laughs> oh, please don't talk. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I was on Facebook, and you know, I know I'm, Facebook is just the land of haters. They completely hate anything going on with Cam Newton, and I wasn't shocked. You know, they said they were feeling for him at first, but now he needs to stop talking to the media and stuff like that. And I was like, what? He's talking to the media. What are you talking about? <laughs> like I said, people literally just don't watch or pay attention to these games. They come with these preconceived narratives and notions, and they just stick to them. Absolutely. They stick to their guns. It was one guy on, um, on Twitter, TJ Lang or something like that. He was an old lineman for the pa- – not Patriots, for the Packers. Mm-hmm. And he, um, I guess he had retired recently, but you know, he was kind of like, I don't know why, but he just came out the side of his neck bashing him <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know, he just woke up and decided, you know what, I'm going to go on Twitter and bash Cam. <laughs> and he's like, he, he's one of those people that like interacts with like followers and people that are talking to him. And like, I follow a lot of, a lot of people that are involved with Panthers Twitter and boy, were they on his neck. They flooded his mentions and they were just kind of like, you know, like basically all the stats that we're sitting here spitting about him, um, you know, act, like actually being accurate in the past two years of offensive coordinators, which... People seem to forget 2018, he had his highest completion percentage, highest passer rating and all, you know what I'm saying, all the passing categories. It was, mm-hmm. it was career highs. People seem to forget that, and that wasn't that long ago. That was literally two years ago. But, you know, they were kind of, re- you know what I'm saying, reiterating these things in his comments. And he came with the, um, you know, the what have you done for me lately kind of deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so people were bundling that and all this kind of stuff. And one guy was like, man, he went back to actually, like, he found out when he was on the roster. I and mean, we had played the Packers, and we beat him by, like, 14, maybe. And he was like, man, he's still salty about, you know what I'm saying, getting his, getting his ass whooped or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then here goes TJ – here goes – what's his name? I think it was TJ Lang or whatever. But then here he goes, like, going back to when we played the Packers, I think, at Lambeau, and we lost on that um, that last-second drive when Cam wasn't even playing. <laughs> let's let's put the – Cam wasn't even playing. It was just Kyle Allen's, you know what I'm saying, time and tenure. And McCaffrey still scored. I do believe that McCaffrey still scored on that play. Yes, he did. But he went back and he posted that. And people, it's just like, like I said, people don't have any base to these arguments. Like, there's just no factual, well, I'm sorry, there's no factual evidence. There's little to no factual evidence with these arguments. People find these arguments and narratives that have been just, it, it's just, it, it really pisses me off. Like, I can talk about this all day, bro. I can rant all day. But it's just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to argue like that on Twitter, at least do your research. I agree. I come agree to some facts. Yeah. Yeah. They they come to those narratives. You know, they hear some talking head on ESPN say something that they, it, sound, it, it sounds somewhat good. And they Colin just roll with it. Colin Coward, especially. And he's, Colin Coward is actually one of the people that switched their tune completely when he signed with the Carolina – oh, not the Carolina. But he signed – when Cam Newton signed with the Patriots – he actually said that the videos that Cam Newton posted showed him that he's hungry. Man. Like, what? You, you couldn't plan- tell that he was hungry before? It's because he's playing for the good old Patriots, man. <laughs> That's what it is. And I was hey. like, my, my dad was saying this too. And like, you know, maybe we talked about this just like as a, 
not a, well not as a family we just kind of have a conversation or whatever mm-hmm. and we were both like in the agreement that we hated that he went to the patriots because you know everybody hates the patriots this is just kind of something that like is common nobody if you like the patriots you're from new england you know you're from that area <laughs> or you're like a bandwagon guy that just kind of like likes a winning team yeah but other than that it's just kind of like we hated that he went to the patriots because it's like you could have went anywhere else but at the same time they were the only ones that gave him a shot so uh, i'm anxious to see what happens and how it goes me uh, too really am but um we'll go ahead and uh wrap it up man um anything you want to say parting words uh get out of here i just wanted to say you know i just want to say thank you for doing this again with me you know uh, week two, it feels good to be back on a consistent basis. So, and we're gonna have a show for you guys next week. I can tell you that right now. I'm not gonna say what, but we're gonna have a show for you guys next week. Man, I was gonna go ahead and say it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like you said, stay tuned next week, man. Um, very, very special show coming up. You know, gonna dive into some interesting topics. I mean, we kind of wanted to talk about this week, but you know, we said we'd hold off for, um, you know, what's gonna happen next week. So. As always, I'm Kenny. Um, I'm Seraphim. Seraphim Rowan. <laughs> I was going to but like I said, man, we back next week. So um, same time next week, we back, and um, it was good doing this, bro. Always. We're out of here.